0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a bit of a weird edition of the Boundary <laughs> AFLW podcast. You might have just heard heard our, our, our usual co-host, Chloe Malloy, is here, but not in person. Chloe, th- thanks for still being with us.
1: No, I am on my bed. As the the coronavirus has taken over, and I am uh, being a little hermit inside, and unfortunately, I don't get the pleasure of seeing Pond's face
0: this week. No, well, it's a, it's a genuine pleasure. <laughs> most people, I mean, I'm at home as well. I don't, I can't even leave home because uh, my dad's car has broken down, and he's got my car, and so I am literally in the most quarantined state you could possibly be under. <laughs> but
1: we are making it work.
0: We are making it work, and following what the craziest. Two or three hours in AFLW oh, history last night. Here was, we are.
1: It was. Oh, I. I actually have no words. I don't think anything like that has ever happened.
0: No, in I mean a I, football space. I think we're in pretty um, unprecedented territory. At overall, in terms of like where the footy world is at, we don't know what'll what'll be like next week. I mean, it was only last week we barely even mentioned the virus in our podcast when we were I know. talking about things crazy oh,
1: it, it was hectic i reckon pond like the last last night was one of the most emotionally draining nights ever yeah ever i mean we were we were, we were out on the track yeah and we cut training short and we went and watched gil mclaughlin's press conference
0: and then the way he worded something we thought it was top two so. yeah i heard that as well i heard that as well So
1: we had girls crying going around like you know um it was addressed you know well thank you for the season girls like we're done yeah um and i kind of thought i was like oh you know we we can't really control it so what happens happens and then when it was top two i was like oh wow actually um i'm devastated because we've played five games of footy we were just finding our mojo and and now and now it's taken away from us so it hit hard but then all of a sudden we were hearing um it's top four it's this there's another press conference um Literally, everyone was just standing and crying in limbo. Like we had no idea, and I'm pretty sure that would have been across the whole whole board and the whole teams. So it was, yeah, wow, hectic. I slept like a baby last night.
0: <laughs> I bet you did. Oh, God, it was a crazy situation. Like because I got information that it was top two. It was clearly sent out to the clubs that it was top two, and then all of a sudden, twenty minutes later, hold on, no, it's top four, and it's like,
1: yeah, and, the- yeah. And for so those who weren't following the social media. Literally everywhere had posted top two. Our club had even posted congratulations on a great creed girls. Like, yeah. it, it was Oh my! I don't think there wasn't a single person on the same page as each other. It no. was crazy.
0: That's – yeah, that's – I feel like they would never ever let, let something like that happen with the men's comps. So I'm a bit annoyed that uh, the players are put through that, especially the Melbourne players who, like, another way for them to miss finals in through some crappy, weird method was – and it, it's good that they've ended up making it as well as the Brisbane players who would have qualified for the normal finals anyway.
1: Yeah, and then but then I think, and I'm like, you know, appreciate what I've got, but I was like, wow, there's also a handful of clubs whose season literally just finished, and yeah. they're done, and they, they didn't finish top four, and they, you know, stripped of two games. Like, I mean, it's like I said, it's not in our control, but... Oh, you're devastating.
0: Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, look at the St Kilda players. I know Kate McCarthy in particular has taken it pretty hard. I've seen her put out a few tweets about it. Like St Kilda, Geelong, these two teams had real chances to get into that top three, or maybe even the top four um, in Conference A, and now their their season is just over.
1: Well, there was so much movement here. Like, I think I ended up putting, like, I guess dissecting the conferences and. Within the next two weeks, if these two rounds had gone ahead, there was so much movement that could have happened, and percentage-wise, and the beauty of AFRW is you, you can't predict—you know—games in a way. that you just never know who will show up, and there was so much that could have happened in these two weeks, and it's just going to be one of those cases as, you know, what if? What if we had those two rounds? It's. You know, the what are so always a killer, and it'd be hard for to big teams like St. Kilda and Geelong, and like you said, Kate McCarthy's pretty vocal about it, and I think the what ifs are going to really, really haunt them.
0: Yeah, I might go back and actually do my, like, tips for the two rounds and see what the ladder would have looked like. There might be something worth just, or maybe not, I don't, maybe people don't want to know that. I don't know. It's, it's still so fresh, because, it, like, I wrote some predictions for the finals today, but, like, you guys have known for what a, a couple of hours who you're going to be oh, playing. Like, imagine like, hour,
1: it was released this morning. I think we, yeah. we found out we're going to be playing Icon Park, North Melbourne, and it's elimination from here. So yeah. there's no advantage of finishing top. No, it's and, literally, just and, get into the top four, and, and then it's finals. So it's
0: on. And no home ground advantage at all for North. It's at Icon Park, a ground that you guys have played at this year, and they haven't. So it's it's a bit crazy how it's all happening. How have you guys? Gone from preparing for St Kilda, I think, or Geelong. St Kilda.
1: We were playing St Kilda. St. Yeah. St. Kilda so this week, so
0: how do you go from preparing for that to preparing for North Melbourne in like the blink of an eye?
1: Well, we actually haven't addressed it yet. We we, we train so we train Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. Yeah. And uh, last night was a bit flat because we had no idea. So the motivation was not not lacking, but it was just like we everyone's in this unknown. Yeah, we just yeah. Don't know. And then training got cut short, but. Um, I think the club have actually handled it really well and I think they're just letting the dust settle, letting girls relax because last night was, you know, the emotions were so heightened and, um, there was girls responding different and there was just so much energy going on in the room that, you know, it was hard to control and they've just kind of left it today. Um, the team announcement, you know, we were notified of who's going to be playing and that'll come out to the media, um. But, yeah, they've kept it pretty calm and I think they've just let girls just be for today, which I don't think is a bad thing because it's a lot to take on, um, especially after last night. So we'll probably, I mean, there's a fair bit of work to do for um, our ops ops team, our um, scouting side. But, I mean, they probably already know North Melbourne and they've got things ready. And we'll address them on Friday night like we normally do. So, yeah, it's back to normal business as yep. much as it can be normal.
0: Pretty much, yeah. I mean, assuming we, we get through these next three weeks, assuming nothing happens, we get the grand final out of the way April 4th or April 5th, whichever one they pick, it seems like it's just going to be business as usual except, you know, no crowds. Yeah,
1: and that's the bizarre thing too. Like finals time is exciting. It's, it's you know, it's what you play for and then – you play for fans, and it'll like I thought playing against Brisbane against no crowd it was kind of weird. And I know I messaged you after yeah. saying you kind of only noticed it during the pauses. But uh, it's you want you want your fans at finals because they you know they get you there, mm. um, especially in an AFRW sense because you know people pay for memberships that is ultimately just a, a donation, and they can't be there. So yeah, it, it, it's um, you always approach finals differently. But even again, I think this is a whole different ball game finals with no crowds like yeah i don't even know how i'm going to approach it i think we have they're pretty good we have a club psychologist that um works with us in in that space and you know setting your mindset and yeah it'll it has to be a real self-motivating thing because there won't be a crowd i suggest they they put um
0: they plug an aux cord in and just play
1: crowd noises. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, would, I would be a advocate for that.
0: I've heard people mention that, but like it seems as though people are like, "God, oh, how how dare you disrespect fans by pretending they're there or something?" I don't know. I think that would be it would be better than nothing. But I guess at least watching through the TV last week, it was like there was still a lot of atmosphere coming through the TV because you could hear everything the players were saying. You could very very clearly hear everything Shani was saying on the bench. You could hear all the umpires. It was. There was still a, like there was still a buzz to it, but I guess it is, I'm guessing it was it was different out on the field.
1: Yeah, it was, and um, we addressed it before the game, and I think we handled it really well. And as did Brisbane; um, they had their girls on the sideline, um, the ones that went selected. But yeah, like it, it was only really noticeable, I guess, during the pauses and after goals and things like that. Um, I mean, I don't I don't want to get used to not having fans there, but yeah, we we handled it quite well, and. Um, It was interesting because it was so quiet, I mean, you felt obliged to talk up, which is something you should do anyway. Um, But, yeah, we – our communication, we we tend to rate it after a game and um, I think we gave it a a 9 out of 10 in the end. And Yeah, it was – you could literally talk from the forward line to the back (laughs) line during the pauses. It was bizarre.
0: It was so, so strange. But you've got North this week, Icon Park (sighs) – It's huge. I mean, they've looked close to unstoppable since round two. They've given me a bit of Adelaide last year vibes. But Uh I feel like all four of the Conference B teams can match them. And I don't think the Conference A teams necessarily are on the same tier as the Conference B teams outside of North. So I'm very curious to see what it looks like with you guys, because I think your midfield matches up well with theirs. Your backline matches up well with their forward line. So... Like I think, I think you guys are in with a genuine, genuine shot here against against such a good team.
1: Well, like no need to pump our tyres up or the, or the game up, but I think this will probably be one of the better matches in a sense that um, you know we finished fourth of Conference B, but we're finding momentum um, and playing some pretty, pretty good Collingwood football. Um, as a North, they I think they're a very classy side, and we've always said that. Um, we, we think you know they, they could be premiership contenders. Um, so yeah it's, I mean, we have only a limited time to prepare for them and it's not we didn't think we'd be facing them um, until a little bit later in hope that we made finals and they made finals. but yeah it would be I think like you said we match up really well across the board and oh the, the midfield battle, um, I mean if I take my Collingwood hat off, imagine watching Choppy and Jasmine Garner go up against each other.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Carney and See, Davey.
1: It's going to be, like, I think Toppy and Garner are going to be battling it out for League B&F. Yep. I mean, Bowers. Bowers will be nipping at their feet, but we're going to watch some quality players match up against each other this weekend.
0: I mean, yeah, you you make a good point. You could probably argue that six of the top, maybe 10 midfielders in the competition will be in this game if you've got the, the North Four plus Davey and, um, and Lambert. And then you've got Benichi, who's in really good form. You've got Chiochi who's in really good form. Uh, it's going to be a really strong battle. Uh, I'm assuming Shani's going to play. Uh, it seems as though the update from earlier today was that she's okay to play if she gets through training tomorrow. Is that right?
1: Well, knowing Shani late, she's going to get through training. Yes. She, she'll, she'll find a way.
0: Yeah, and you've got Emma King... Probably going to play forward but even King versus Leighton in the ruck would be a huge battle. All Australian ruck from previous years versus probably the all, all Australian ruck at this stage in shiny So it might be one versus four, but to me, this is this is probably the matchup of the round. I reckon.
1: Yeah, and I, I'm pretty grateful to be a part of it. But yeah, I, I think it's going to be a very very heated match. And if I mean if crowds were allowed, I think we'd get quite a bit crowd to this one.
0: Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, it's the first matchup as well, so it'll be the one that sort of dictates the pace of for the rest. But we've got three other games. I reckon we should should go through them. Um, yep. Frio and Gold Coast. Gold Coast in one year have done what the men's team have failed to do in, in <laughs> nine by qualifying for finals. Um, a question for you. Yes.
1: The, okay, let's say the two rounds ended up going ahead. Would Gold Coast still make finals?
0: Ooh, I don't think so. I don't think they would have made the top three, and I think it's all – because of that loss to GWS in round one in that really weird 9-8 um, rain-affected game. I think that would have fallen just short. But they were really impressive against the Eagles. I know the Eagles have really struggled, but their midfield is strong. They've got reliable heads in defense. And Kalinda Howarth, our girl, what a performance.
1: <laughs> afl MVP coming at ya.
0: She kicked four on the weekend. Whenever she had the ball in her hands, she looked like the best player on the ground by a mile.
1: I think I think it was our interview that, that got her there. Yeah, exactly. We, I think I think we can claim a bit. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, we, we we need to go back and look at how players have performed the week after being on our show.
1: <laughs> Actually, let's do that. Let's that's our task for next the next recording.
0: I'll go through it. Um Time. <laughs> So yeah, it's an interesting one here. I mean the problem I think for Gold Coast, and maybe you can give me some insight here, they're going to have to travel to Perth in back to back weeks. It's a five hour flight. How much how much would that take out of them in back-to-back weeks?
1: Oh, massively. Um, even just drawing from the fact that we first person and then we came back and played Melvin uh, in a 6 eight turnaround, that is one of the worst flights. And to recover from that um, after playing a full footy game, like it's it's a massive disadvantage. Absolutely massive disadvantage to Gold Coast, and I do feel for them um, because they, they are an expansion side and. Um, I think they've travelled only a handful of times, and then to do it, you know, back to back, it's that's a hard ask, very, very hard ask, and it, it takes a while for the legs to recover. Yeah, because you're sitting on a plane. You know, you think about it's there, back, there, back.
0: That, yeah,
1: that's hard.
0: Especially, but, especially back to back weeks. You've got all this extra quarantine stuff and all that going around. It's going to be a tough ask for them to get up, but they've got. I don't know when they're flying up, but their game is last on Saturday, so. Yeah, it's interesting.
1: It's zaps, yeah. That why it's zaps, you But hopefully
0: they can just let it rip. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's their, that's their thing, isn't it? Let it rip. Um, let it rip. But yeah, they've got the un- unbeaten Fremantle. See, this is my... <sighs> Fremantle is so hard to judge because I don't know who... They, they haven't claimed a scalp yet that I'm really like, that's the game where they've proven they're a top team because they really shouldn't have beaten you guys. Uh, they really oh, shouldn't I... have been St Kilda, and they really shouldn't have been the Bulldogs. That game was was all on the Bulldogs' terms until late, and yeah. then the, the Dockers flipped a switch. But they keep winning. But like, I'm not believing in them because their wins haven't been so emphatic. But
1: yeah, that's... and which is why I I wish I wish, and I said it uh, using my own words against me. The what is are going to be the killer. Yeah, because they they had Carlton like they were versing. Teams they
0: had Melbourne Conference Melbourne 2, like, this week and then Carlton the week after.
1: See, there's there's two and three of Conference B. Yeah. So they oh, – I, I know, I've got to stop banging on about it because the what if you're going to be the killer. But, yeah, you know, it's not annoying. Annoying's not a good term. But, you know, they're undefeated. And it, it just feels like, I don't know, you can't really hang your hat on that term because, mm. yeah, I mean, they, they got it over us. um and you know teams, you know some people are going to draw the short straw, but I felt like they had a pretty good run. We strike about they didn't leave Perth for the first three weeks. Absolutely. Now they're undefeated. Um, but yeah, everyone loves an underdog. So. Gold Coast, yeah.
0: Look out. I mean, I did say the Fremantle would win Conference B, so I was technically right. So, and I said North will <laughs> win Conference A. So shortened season has worked in my favour.
1: So you've got your tips right. Yeah, exactly. 2020 has worked out well for you. Yes.
0: All I needed was two rounds to get cancelled, but um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting game because I feel like watching that Gold Coast-West Coast game, it was so reminiscent of the first season of AFLW, where you've got like rolling moles, you've got um, a lot of congestion, not a high level of skill, but whenever the ball gets into our skilled players' hands, something happens, changes the game, and now they have to go from that to playing probably one of the most well-drilled sides in the Eagles do you, do you give them any chance in this match?
1: Mm, I don't I don't think so. Um, I mean, I don't like to cross teams off early. but
0: mm, It's hard. It is hard to see uh, them it, it, getting over the line.
1: It is. And, yeah, I just – I mean, good on them for getting to finals and it's worked out in their favour. Um, I mean, it's great for the first season to, to make it. Yeah. Um, no matter how the season played out, even though two rounds were shortened. But, yeah, I, I just I can't see them getting any further than week one of finals.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. And the the, the finals now go through Frio. So if they win this game, uh, I assume that they will ha- also get to host a grand final, being the team with the best record. They will face the winner of Melbourne and GWS. And okay. then also, obviously, the grand final, if they get that far. So I think they've got... The, the the probably the easiest side of the bracket. So it, it, it's right in their court to, to bring home the club's first ever premiership, which is another angle to this as well.
1: I feel like twenty twenty has just played out to free metal fans. <laughs> well,
0: it's, it's about time the Dockers fans got something to go their way, I guess. <laughs> um the next game. GWS in Melbourne. This one is interesting because Yes. It's a GWS home game. They will play at a giant stadium. A stadium they haven't really played at before, so it's not really a home game. It's just that the Ds have to get on a plane. Yeah. And I think Melbourne are comfortably the better team here, but GWS are the home oh, team. Like, What's what's your read?
1: Well, I was just about to say, even though it is a GWS home game, well, I'd say it like that, but I think if this was a Melbourne home game, I would have, you know, I'd put all my pennies on them gamble responsibly, Um, but because it's over in GWS, I am not overly confident in Melbourne. Oh, interesting. Yes. They're another team that
0: would have had to travel in back-to-back weeks as well.
1: My gut's telling me that, I don't know, that game, yeah, GWS could just throw to them, and and we just, the news came out um, just before because we do pre-record this podcast that the skipper's back, so Eva's back, so that's great momentum. Oh, yeah. Um, heading into this week for GWS.
0: Yeah, I mean, so it... I,
1: I'm not going to put all uh, – I'm just not sold on Melbourne. I mean, they're playing a good brand of footy and they travelled well um, against Carlton. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't tell you any – I mean, besides our game, I would put all my pennies on Collingwood. Um, non-biased yep. but yeah I just I don't know I got the feeling that if it was a Melbourne home game then I, I yeah I would be confident in saying that Melbourne would take that home
0: it's interesting because the D's they're so strong in all three areas of the ground that first half against Carlton they dominated the midfield they bullied them in the midfield they got it forward they couldn't really score but their forwards looked look dangerous and then the second half Carlton just dominated they kept them to three points for a half I think they kicked five goals or something around there. They completely controlled the midfield. They went to bigger bodies in the midfield, which is something GWS has with Parker and Eva. So if you can... Paxman was probably the best player on the ground aside from Presparkus, and their midfield was was on top. But it it just didn't result in scores. And it's interesting because the Ds have been so good this year, but I just don't trust them to get it done in big games. Yeah, and
1: then... Yeah, I... Carlton looks so good against them. I mean, Melbourne have spurts of um, playing these footy, but yeah, I, the travel doesn't help them. Like, I, I really think that doesn't work in their favour and that's a massive disadvantage for them.
0: Yeah, it's two weeks of travel in a row as well, coming back from a really hot game in Alice Springs. So that might be a seven-day break, but that still might be a factor for them in the same way for Gold Coast.
1: Yeah, and I think travelling, like, normally that's hard as well. But with what's happened this week and, like, like you said, all all the precautions that are in place because of this COVID-19 virus that's going around, it just adds to it as well. So, yeah, it'll take a, um, uh, a lot from teams to even just bounce back from travel and from all the quarantine that they're going to go through because when we travelled to Brisbane um, on our way back, we were segregated, we had... We were ushered on the plane. Um, we weren't allowed to do this, this, and this. And, yeah, it was it was quite hectic. And um, normally travel you know, you get to the airport, you just relax. But you're just on edge all the time because you can't do this, you can't do that, and um, you're dictated by – it's just – yeah, it's, it takes a lot out of you emotionally.
0: Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. I'm still tipping the Ds here. I think they're still the better team. I still I think they have – like I don't know how GWS um, – Kicks a winning score against them if Storm doesn't dominate. I assume Yvonne Bonner won't play, and yeah, so I'm still going the D's. But this this will probably be this is probably the most 50-50 game of the round in my eyes. I, like, if you could tip either way, and I would be wouldn't be um, wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, because
1: ne- I think the next game's Carlton Brisbane. Oh yeah, yeah, and I just can't like coming off playing Brisbane and then knowing the, the brand of footy that the baggers play. Yeah, they're just – they're a step above. Like, yes. I know um, yes. Brisbane finished third and Carlton finished second, but I, Carlton had the possibility and the potential to, to finish top of our conference. So, uh, yeah, I don't think Brisbane are even a sniff for this one.
0: Oh, that's a big call.
1: I just – I just, I don't think – I think they will be scrappy at the start. There's finals, hot, hot footy, but I think Carlton um, – just more experienced. Um, have, you know, they cover the ground well in the sense that, you know, your backline's wanna I say your, because you're a it bagger. It is
0: It is my backline. Your backline. Line, your
1: backline. Back <laughs> <laughs> if your girls are in the finals. You actually have, yep. have a, what What was your tweet the other day? Um, finally, one of my my teams or something. What
0: yeah, was finally, team? finally Carlton is in finals and the season's <laughs> going to get cancelled, basically. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, I think your girls were just, is uh, just a, a step or two steps above Brisbane, although well, I think Brisbane will put it to them, uh, just a classier and more experienced, and we'll get the job done. And we saw what Carlton were able to do in finals last year um, against Fremantle.
0: Yeah, look, like, so. like that was my read on the game as well. But that was, I don't know if that was coming from my really biased situation. But <laughs> Brisbane, it's so hard to know, like, it's so hard to know with the Conference A teams where they stand because the. The, the quality of the conference B team seems to be higher. So, Brisbane, they smashed GWS, but then they got smashed by Collingwood. And so, where does that leave them? Because Carlton haven't played GWS, they haven't played Brisbane. So, it's like, it's hard to know where, where everyone sits. I still think Carlton would have won the conference had we gone the full eight rounds. They had. Well, I, um, uh,
1: yeah, sorry, go on.
0: Sorry, they have West Coast this this week at Icon Park, and then they finish with Fremantle and Marvel Stadium. So, they had the chance. To go seven and one, beat Fremantle in the final game, take their spot on top of the conference. So, while Fremantle sits as the undefeated team right now, had we finished the season, I think Carlton would have finished on top.
1: Yeah, I don't think I don't think Fremantle would have gone undefeated in the twenty twenty season had we no, have it. had two more rounds.
0: No, I, and I I actually,
1: that. I um because I did have a Tz Fakacha from Big Breach last night. And yes, on just just for information, and on top of the box, I actually. Um, when this was all going down, um, I did the top six, um, and despite the conferences, just went off points and percentage. And out of the top six, four of them were Conference B teams.
0: Yeah, no question. Uh-huh. It was
1: only, I think it was North, it was second and, four, second and fifth, yeah. I think. Like, Were the only Conference B teams, uh, Conference A
0: teams. Yeah, and like if I was if I was power ranking the teams right now, I would say North are number one, I would have Carlton two, Fremantle three, Melbourne four, Collingwood five, Brisbane six. That's how I would do it, and I think there's a gap between the between you guys at five and Brisbane at six, but then again <laughs> Brisbane are such a well coached team. Kate Lutkins will go to Harris. She's matched up well on her before, so whether the Blues can kick a winning score, whether the Lions can kick a winning score, there's a lot of factors here. But these two teams have matched up really evenly before. They've played to a draw before as well. So I'm curious to see how it goes. But Carlton Collingwood is the only team other than Adelaide, and I'm talking peak Adelaide, to beat Carlton at Icon Park in the la- under Daniel Harford. So yeah,
1: yeah. Remind me of that again.
0: Never. <laughs> <Right> <laughs> it, <here. laughs> would, it would. It would. It will be funny because if Carlton and Collingwood both win, we will be meeting in the second round. I know.
1: How? So who? Who could? Who actually? Here's a question for you.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm going to put you on the spot. Who's the final two teams? Who's going to be the survival of the fittest now? Yep. Who will be standing at the end?
0: I I think it will be Melbourne and I think it will be North Melbourne because I think Melbourne will beat Fremantle in Perth, probably. Though that will be three weeks of travel in a row, so I don't know, but. I think that they'll go through that side of the bracket, and I think North just edge out Carlton next week. But that'll be the game of the season. I think that'll be the real grand final in brackets. But yeah, that's how I see it playing out. But... Anything can happen. This is this is AFLW we're talking about. Any, everything is on the table in, in this league. Anything could happen. And I'm very much hoping that you guys win because that carlton Collingwood rematch will be very spicy yeah. and even though there'll be no one in attendance, I think they'll, the chirping on the field will be will be oh, worth it. You'd want
1: to tune into that one, that's for
0: sure. So we've gone through the four games. I'm going uh, Carlton, Frio, North and Melbourne. I, I know you're probably not allowed to tip, but... It's, yeah, that, that North Pies game to me stands out as probably the game of the week of the four. Um, yeah. But the other interesting thing is, we'll, we'll finish up, but the awards are now done. Like, Caitlin Greiser is the leading goal kicker. That that ends there. Um, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, so Caitlin Greiser yeah. is the competition leading goal kicker. Uh, in her first season, the next three under her are all players under 21 years old. You've got Duffy, Howarth... And oh wow,
1: that's exciting!
0: Duffy Howard and someone I'm forgetting because I'm doing literally all of this off the top of my head, but yeah, the, the the top four are all under 21, so it's it's really a huge sign for the league going forward that you've got these young forwards. Because we were talking about it in the preseason when I asked you who was the best forward in the comp, we couldn't answer it.
1: We couldn't give you that. Yeah, we, we we struggled to find someone, and now you've just listed off. Well, I've got it in front of me. So, Griser Duffy, Howarth, Wardlaw. Yeah, exactly. Garner. Ashmore Harris is in there. Harris, who's still 22, um,
0: which is crazy to think.
1: Bateman's in there. Like, a lot of young players, which is exciting. Like,
0: Seymour really lawyer now exciting. playing forward.
1: <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> I'm pretty sure – hold on. I'm going to do this very quickly. Yes. I'm going to go to Collingwood. I'm going to go to my team.
0: Are you the leading goalkeeper?
1: i think i I, th- I think i think i think i think i'm even i think i'm equal
0: with lamb i'm
1: equal leading goal kicker. no i am i oh wow I, I yeah i have five goals to my name
0: from what two weeks playing forward
1: from two weeks playing forward
0: you've got to give all and the then- forwards stick for that
1: and Rowie's on five. There you go. Chloe Malloy, Sarah Rowe, and Jordan Membry all have five goals.
0: <laughs> Membry's been a really good player this year, I reckon. I didn't know anything oh. about her in the preseason, but she's a marking machine.
1: I have never seen Badans really? on a player. than Jordan Membry. Yep, I'm calling her now. She has dukes.
0: Interesting. Um, yeah, I, I, Taylor Harris is probably at the moment my pick for the best contested mark in the comp. But, yeah, Memory has really shown herself up as one of the, the – and that's, that's where I think your advantage is over North, actually. I think you've got so many key forward marking options and I don't know how they're going to match up with that. So, that'll be one thing, I think, to watch as well. But back on the awards. So, the award, the voting for the AFL-WBNF ends there. It ends at six rounds. So, who's your, who's your pick?
1: I think Jazzy Garner. I think she gets it. If she's, you know, polled. If I could look ahead to a crystal ball, I think she top votes
0: yep.
1: every single round. I think she'll actually get a, the highest amount of votes that she can wow. across these five rounds. So what, well, I just think if I look at Jamie Lambert, Chopper, I think Bree, we're going to say, use the term stole. Bree stole votes off her against Western Bulldogs, Britt on the weekend. Like She's a quality player and she will poll very well, but we've just I think Jazzy's been more of a standout in her side. Yeah. Um. Oh, and even, I don't even want to take credit away from Choppy because she's been a standout in our team. But yeah, I think there's going to be certain rounds where she won't pull the top. Where I yeah. think Jazzy will get her there.
0: I, I agree, and I, I didn't. So I did my voting for the last game. I didn't actually give Ghana. Sorry, give uh, Lambert a vote. I went uh, Chiochi, Darcy, Benici as my three.
1: Yeah, um, but she still. But she still played good. She is yeah, a yeah, typical yeah. case of a victim of your own high standards.
0: Correct. No, she wasn't bad. She still played very well. But yeah, Ghana three votes against the Cats. Um, so I've done my own voting. And because I do five, four, i have got Ghana 26. Uh, Presparkus, 22. Paxman, 21. Carney, 20. Lambert, 20. So because Lambert didn't poll in the last game for me, she fell behind. But Ghana four votes clear in my thing. Not that that means anything. But yeah, so it'll be very interesting to see how that one plays out because... Yeah, it just suddenly ended, and now we have to pick a winner. I, I, I doubt that we even they can't even do an AFLWBNF like awards night, can they? Because you can't have people together.
1: Well, no, we kind of—it's not a mass gathering, so actually, yeah, I don't even know how they're going to play out the awards and when that'll be done.
0: Do they just like goggle box it where everyone is at home?
1: <laughs> everyone live stream.
0: Yeah, just live stream it on Instagram and have everyone doing it from from their couches.
1: We won't hassle the AFL to see what they're doing with that because it's been a hell
0: of a 24 hours. So let's say we'll hassle them soon though, Pond. Yeah, exactly. Um, All-Australian team now, I guess, is in the books. Like, it's interesting. It's it's so, so, um, I might have to do my All-Australian team now. There's so much going on right now because the season has just suddenly ended. So I bet you've got... You've got a final to, to prepare for, so best of luck with that. We'll be we'll be rooting Thank for you. you. Um, from our, home, <laughs> from home, our our little AFLW family. Um,
1: <laughs> well, I think every screen on your house will probably be playing some form of football.
0: Oh yeah, I'll be using the the KO <laughs> the KO multi screen, which is which is a nice little <laughs> thing. Um, so, what's your plan from here? You got obviously it'll be Thursday, Arvo, when everyone's listening to this. What's your Friday look like um, going into the game? So
1: Friday we'll we'll commence training as normal and, yeah, we'll just prepare for North Melbourne, not St Kilda, and do our captain's run. Um, We'll scout. We'll be given a scouting video and then it's, yeah, it's up early Saturday because we have a a midday game. So Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a a very quick turnaround. Um, So it'll just be a shortened session tomorrow considering we play so early. And I think probably I I can just feel that we'll um, probably sit down as a group um, for a moment before training and just um, because it is, I think we forget the Collingwood for the past three years. You know, been quite underwhelming, and yeah, we're making our finals debut, and um, I don't think you know it's fallen in our hands, and it's worked out that we've made finals, and I think you know we had the possibility to do that anyway, given um, we had to play two more rounds. But yeah, I think we just know to probably just take a deep breath altogether, appreciate where we're at, appreciate that you know we play another game of football, and that yeah, we've we get to show off the Collingwood brand of footy for another week, in in um, the best time of of the year that you want to play is finals time.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it's interesting because North are also making their finals debut. Five of the eight teams are making their finals debut this year, so it'll be (laughs) uncharted territory for a lot of the teams.
1: But yeah, it'll just be calming the heads of people, um, getting all together um, because girls have been here, there, and everywhere. So yeah, it'll be a big, deep breath before training, um, address North, and then yeah, just go about go about footy
0: in the way that we've gone about it for the, the season well yeah as, as i said we'll all be on your side except for the north fans who listen to this obviously <laughs> you don't have to you can go for your own team that's you fair enough go for your own team, guys. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all for for listening to this bit of a weird version and um, we'll still be coming to you next week we've actually got a bit of a special surprise for you next week we
1: do i am pumped i'm actually so excited we have exclusive content
0: for you guys we do but we can't can't tell you much about that if you're listening if you've listened to this much of the podcast if you're 35 minutes in and you've listened to this point um make sure you you tweet us and we might be able to to sneakily tell you but um i'll only give that to people who have listened to this this much of the podcast um but yeah so we've got a surprise for you next week but for now thank you very much for listening and uh go blues go pies and uh we'll see you next week stay healthy everyone